And so most people say, oh my gosh, I got to have a trust. And other people say, well, no, I never need a trust. Well, it depends. And that's why you want to seek legal counsel and, and talk with your advisors. But even if you have a trust, how many of these trusts have we seen where people pay thousands of dollars and it's worthless because it's not funded? a regular gym routine. When was the last time you checked on your financial fitness? If you're feeling like you're falling behind, Ed Sedell is here to help with The Retirement Trainer, a podcast about helping you get into better financial shape. Every week, Ed talks about things you need to know to become more financially fit for your future. Learn about things like how much money will you need, financial mistakes other people often make, and how you can avoid them. Plus, details on The Retirement Fitness Plan, a plan Ed personally created to help you get to and through retirement by focusing on five key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan when you visit egsifinancial.com and click on processes. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to The Retirement Trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. It's The Retirement Trainer with Ed Sedell, a podcast about finding ways to help you become financially fit for your future, no matter what financial shape you're in now. How important is your legacy to you? Some say it's about the things you leave behind. Others say it's about the life that you live while you're here and the memories you leave behind. We believe it's about both. This is Leanne Sedell and here to help us with all our questions and to give us some guidance to stay in the best financial shape possible, the retirement trainer, Ed Sedell. Hi, Ed. Hey, Leanne. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You say it like you didn't have a choice, right? Yeah, exactly. This subject, I know we've kind of touched on this in the past. Yeah, and and it's kind of near and dear to both of our hearts right now because of, you know, both of us losing our dads. And having walked the walk. And walked the walk and... You know, the things that we learned along the way, and, you know, this is the, um, of the five worlds, you know, when we're, we're talking about the the five worlds, you know, this is number five, and it's such an important piece that the biggest thing is everyone kind of waits to the end, right? Because I always say how important legacy is to you, and oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's important, and but everyone waits, right? Because it's such an uncomfortable topic to bring up and talk about and discuss, and, and you know, I, I think we kind of need to rethink what it's about. If we back it all the way down to age, right? Age is facing all of us, okay? And, and you know, healthcare costs, you know, in, in healthcare, and, and that's kind of where legacy really begins. Because when you think about legacy, I mean, one of the questions you have to ask yourself is, you know, are you going to require your kids to be your caregivers? Or, you know, are, are you going to have the economic availability and financial availability to pay someone else to be your caregivers and let your kids be your kids, right? Because that's kind of where the legacy begins. And I say it like that because chances are, you know, your experience, my experience, your kids are going to remember the last 10 years of your life way more than they are the first 70 years of your life. That can be heartbreaking. It, it, is, right? <laughs> it really can. It, it is. It is. And, and so that's why, you know, thinking about it, putting it in that perspective, it's like, okay, how important is legacy to you? Because, you know, th- that opening statement, you know, is it about the memories you create or is it about leaving the financial legacy behind? And everyone thinks it's either one or the other, but it, it's, it's really both. 
You know, I mean, it should be about people have worked so hard to get to where they're at, right? To be able to enjoy that retirement. I mean, what a legacy to enjoy your retirement with your kids and your grandkids and your family to leave those memories of those last 10 years so that they can be your kids and your grandkids and, and not have to take care of you. And yet at the same time, have the ability to leave a financial legacy behind. And so, you know, I, I just kind of wanted to redefine legacy, right? And then, you know, kind of get into the nuts and bolts because I, I know our Thirsty Thursday is this week and Logan Phillips or his law firm is bringing someone in. Melissa um, is going to be speaking. Speaking, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and talking about the basics of wills and trusts and in avoiding and how, probate avoiding probate and what that looks like so touching on it kind of you know setting the stage and and really from a layman's person what uh, what estate planning is and and how all that stuff works well and I, and I kind of want to back you up just a little bit in the sense that this also is not an age category no, absolutely because not. we we have sadly seen many people that are much younger than you and I pass away before just, their time. Just recently. Yeah, before uh, their time. Yeah. And it's about setting those things up for um, those, whether or not you end up needing long-term care or whether you pass away unexpectedly. These are all things that you want to have some of that stuff all buttoned up. Well, the, the memories that you leave behind is that so your your family doesn't have to worry about it, right? So our, our oldest son is 26. All of our boys are now 18 and older. And so, you know, what we're telling all of our clients and what we've done personally is, you know, we have that power of attorney for healthcare because, you know, once you hit 18, you know, you no longer, you know, as their guardian have the ability to make those healthcare decisions. So it actually kind of starts there, right? I mean, it's when you're talking about leaving a legacy, it, it kind of starts there and, and goes forward. And, you know, what do you have in place for yourself to take the guesswork out of, you know, what you want and what you need, you know, not just for your kids, but for your spouse, you know, making sure that everything is written down from your passwords to, you know, having that password list so that you can shut off your Facebook and Twitter accounts and all that. Because the last thing you want to do is be reminded annually on their birthday or your anniversary or, or whatever it is and, and be able to turn those things off. You're referencing social media, but it's so funny in our family. I'll use the example. One of us logs in on a regular basis to check a lot of stuff and knows all the passwords and, and the other does <laughs> And not. that is me. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, actually, I'm the other, right? So Leanne so, is the one who knows everything. I know nothing. And I don't even post. Well, you don't, you don't necessarily have to post. I, I don't even, yeah. I mean, I don't get on hardly that much at all on any of that stuff, um, but it's important to know that, right? So let's kind of talk about the basics of wills versus trusts. And I'm going to put it in terms that make sense to me. A will is a letter to a judge that says, hey, judge, you know, I love Leanne. Leanne loves me, I hope. <laughs> Depends on the day, right? <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Go ahead. And if anything were to happen to me, everything goes to her and, and vice versa. And then if something happens to both of us, we want it to go to the kids and this is how we want it to go. So the judge is going to look at that and say, man, that's awesome. That's great. I love it. Let's go ahead and put it in the, uh, in the Columbus Dispatch in the newspaper. And then we're going to stick it on Facebook and all the social media and everything else so people can put claims against your estate. All right. That's probate. That's what probate is. Okay. Where people make claims against your estate. And there's some ins and outs, which is why we're having the attorney come in to talk about that. Whereas a trust is a letter to the judge that says, hey, judge, thanks, but no thanks. We don't need you. We got it covered. And that's why, you know, typically, you know, when you're looking at a trust, because it's settled 
uh, without anyone knowing that there's no claims made against the estate because by the time anyone knows that the estate was settled, it was already settled. And so most people say, oh my gosh, I got to have a trust. And other people say, well, no, I never need a trust. Well, it depends. And that's why you want to seek legal counsel and, and talk with your advisors. But even if you have a trust, how many of these trusts have we seen where people pay thousands, I mean, thousands and thousands of dollars, and it's worthless because it's not funded? And I think the the catchy part of that whole thing is the funded makes people misunderstand what exactly that means. That's right. And so that means how everything is titled. So yeah. the attorney in the name of the trust, so they'll have a funding letter that says this is how everything is to be titled into the name of the trust. And, you know, typically, you know, the spouse, especially with IRAs, it's going to go directly to, to the other spouse because they become the new owner. And that's typically how you want it. There are certain situations, second, blended families, things like that. And then the contingent beneficiary. So that would be the primary. And then the contingent beneficiary is typically the trust. The other things like bank accounts and whether you put a pay on death, transfer on death, on other financial accounts and and everything. Car titles. Car titles if they're over a certain amount. Okay. Because you don't want your car titled in the name of the trust. There's a law in Ohio that it it has to be over a certain dollar amount. But you still want to have those car titles. Uh, pay upon death or transfer, transfer upon on death. death. That's right. That's right. And the same thing with a house, right? So you want to make sure that everything is titled because, you know, your anything that has a beneficiary or a beneficiary type statement is going to avoid probate typically. So you want to make sure that's the whole goal. What people get confused about when it comes to trust is that, well, my assets are protected. Well, no, they're not. I mean, it's it's revocable. So revocable means, so we have a trust, Okay. I can change the trustee. I am the trustee. I can change who the beneficiaries are. So that means it's revocable. I can revoke, you know, the beneficiaries and and where things are going. And so since I have care, custody, and control, I still own those assets. And because I still own those assets, they could be attached. Whereas irrevocable, it's, and that's when you're thinking irrevocable, asset protection, Medicaid trust, all those things where you no longer have care, custody, or control of those assets and, and that's where the asset protection kind of comes into play. Revocable is changeable. Irrevocable is unchangeable. There you <laughs> I mean, go. That's why you're here. You're smart. No. no. <laughs> yes. But I think some of the things where us getting all over the place with the process of this, it is something where you basically, the things that you can tackle whether you're young or you're old, is making sure that those accounts that you have are properly listed to your beneficiaries. Whether you have a trust or whether you don't, you just have a will, it really boils down to those individual investment vehicles, whether it's a savings account, checking account, whether it is a brokerage account or an IRA. You need to make sure that there are beneficiaries put on Mm -hmm. there. What I find out a lot, even life insurance. Yes. Oh my gosh. People do these and they do them, let's just say they do them when they're 30 years old. And at that stage in the game, they're not married. They don't have any children and life changes. And they don't review them. And they forget to go back and change those. And so for a lot of them, the beneficiary, when I was 25 years old and I had I had a life insurance, I had my parents listed. I did not have children at that stage and I didn't. So I listed my so am parents. I li- am I listed now? <laughs> no, you are. You are. <laughs> but the, prob- the problem comes into play. My dad yeah. is now passed away. And if I've got him listed and there's nobody on there, 
that fully. And life happens and, and changes, and, and you're exactly right. Having They should be reviewed all the time, every year, at least once a year on your annual review, making sure that everything's up to date. I mean, we say because we manage a ton of 401k plans for companies. Yeah. And people make mistakes, especially now in this digital age. It's like, you know, poof, it up and disappears. And so we tell people, you know, hey, when you're putting the beneficiary on there, print that off. Do a screen print so that you can verify so that your 401k, your 403b, your 457, it doesn't go through probate. Because, you know, when we, t- we recently took over a plan last year, and as soon as we took it over, someone passed away. And everyone said, no, 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 we were there when she filled it out with the other provider and they couldn't prove it. And so her, unfortunately, that 401k and she was, she was the high income earner, the breadwinner of the family, and they needed that money to live on because that's what they needed. And so, and it had to go through probate. And that really good point that you bring up right there, keep those forms that you fill out to change your beneficiaries. You need to keep a copy of that because let's just say somebody doesn't do their job, which... Uh, happens. People make mistakes. You having that evidence that that form was signed and dated and keeping evidence of that, that will. And that's why we do the binder, right? So that that way you can put all that under the legacy, right? All that stuff is there. And and so we're, we're talking, you know, a lot about inheritance, but there's, it doesn't matter whether it's a will or a trust. And you said this earlier, the other thing that's really important are the powers of attorney. I mean, that's key. You know, power of attorney for for finance so that that way someone, God forbid, something were to happen to you and me, one of the boys, you know, they they can pay our bills and make sure that, you know, everything is left until the the estate is settled. The uh, power of attorney for for healthcare, the DNR, living will, you know, DNR, do not resuscitate. And that quote unquote long term care plan, because it's not just about insurance and being in a nursing home, right? It's it's what is that plan and have you communicated what your wishes are to to the people you love and have it written down so that they don't have to make that tough decision. That is one of the hardest things with your dad. Everyone knew. Yeah. Everyone knew, right? You know, with my dad, my mom is still here. She's in a, a memory care facility, but my sister and I knew. I mean, it, there was no doubt. Um, and it was still hard. It was still really hard. You know, resuscitate, do not resuscitate, power of attorney for health care. And so it, Whatever you can do, this is the legacy that you leave behind, right? When we're talking about memories, oh my gosh, the last thing that you want to remember is it was so horrible. And, you know, now in my family members, my brothers and sisters and, and I don't know, cousins or aunt, whoever else is involved, you don't want people arguing over what everyone thought that you wanted. You want to be very clear. And, and that's the plan. That, that's part of the memories that you live behind, uh, aside from all the fun stuff, right? You, you want to make sure that you take that off of the plate. Well, and essentially... The legal aspects of this, we tend to focus on, but like you just said, it's more than that. But the legal component of this, I wish that we could go to the days where, you know, your family is your family and they're the ones that get what you've saved. And I wish that that was the case, but that's not the case anymore. How difficult it is to go in and get a name changed on something for you to go in and and just simply. I I see you on. I mean, you're on hold for hours and Becky and uh, I mean, and Tam, I mean, it's just it is it's a lot. Even though we live in a no paper digital world and no one wants to talk by phone anymore. And so it's really hard to get things done. And well, and and I'm going to use an example. I'm going to, you know, an example of of somebody that we just a client of ours that we just walked them through this. It was a an asset that they believed was in both of their names. Yes. And and yep. he and he passed away. 
And she, as the spouse, was not able, even though she believed that she was listed as the beneficiary, she believed that she was listed as the annuitant on that contract, they would not do anything. They wouldn't even communicate with her. Right. So she had to spend the money to send it through probate just to get an asset that she believed was hers to begin with, but she didn't have any evidence of it on her end. Well, and, and so, you know, and here's one of those things. If, if you hadn't have done what you did to be on the phone for, I can't even tell. Uh, oh, it's I mean, been it months. Hundreds, hundreds of hours. Yeah. I mean, my gosh, no one w- would out- do that for her. Those are the things that you, you have to be able to go through. And again, memories, right? These are the memories, the emotional you know, legacy as well as the financial legacy, because it really is, it really is both. And, you know, Thirsty Thursday, it's next Thursday, right? The 24th? Yes, that's correct. Is that the next yep. one? Yep. Wow. Okay. It, it, this is a Friday when we're, when yeah, we this are. Is, this is so, the yes. 18th, right? Yes. It's going to be more of the nuts and bolts as to what, you know, the difference between a will and a trust, why you need them and how it works. And we always talk about retirement planning, that's that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, that's just scratching the surface. And I always tell people, do you want to go shallow or go deep, right? And the, the deep, right? There's layers and layers and layers. And at the base of the mountain, the iceberg, I mean, it's it's all about writing your own story, right? And, and being your own hero, not just being a character in someone else's story. And part of that is you have to be able to know what chapter you're in, where, what that story wants to look like. And, and you have the power to make those changes along the way so that you really are the hero. And I can't imagine being a better hero than saying, you know, my kids, my grandkids, my nieces, my nephews, my brothers and sisters, my aunts and uncles, my family, the people I love, you know, they don't have to guess. It's all done. That's right. That's right. And there are so many pieces that come together all in in that puzzle. Like I said, legacy touches on many pieces. That's why this is all your personal puzzle. That's why the arms stretch into the other five worlds is because just legacy, it is something where that is a huge part of your plan and you need to make sure that it is a priority when you are young or when you are old. And when I say young, I'm saying as you're 18. putting, yeah. I mean, no, well, really. I mean, it's, I think about it. I mean, it's, it really starts as soon as you're 18, because then you're, you're an adult to a certain degree, right? The government requires you to do certain things and then you can't do others. So, but you know, that, that's when your family no longer has the ability to, to help you and you have to make your own decisions. And, and that's really when it should start. Well, and I, I'm going to end on this just by simply talking about when we ask people to gather together all of their information to put into a financial plan, we ask for things like their social security <laughs> statements and we ask for their investment statements their and we budget ask, and, we, and beneficiary everything. statements and the, how often do Ah, don't worry about it. Nothing's changed. And and then something happens. They're like, oh, I didn't know. Well, that budget component is one piece, but it's also a lot of times because we're so busy, because we're doing so many things, we don't even know where our life insurance policies are. You're right. We don't yep. even know how we have titled our checking or savings account. This is a, an exercise that every year when you go to do your annual review, put as much into it as you want to have on the other side. You want it to be as comprehensive as possible, put the time in then, and then you won't have to worry about it. Each year, you know that you've revisited your beneficiaries. Each year, you know where your account's returns are. You know kind of the details of your life insurance policy. You you revisit those all the time. That should be every year, every year. It is. Well, you know, especially with life insurance, right? Uh, Talking about the legacy just recently, we, we've come across a, a existing policies with new clients that they had previously. And 
um, they're getting ready to run out and they didn't even know it. Right. So, you know, when you're calling, yeah, I mean, that, that's why we do that report card, you know, with annuities and life insurance or whatever it is, the beneficiaries, where's the stand, you know, all those different things. Because, again, it's it's the legacy you leave behind and, you know, while you're here. So because a lot of those policies, they provide chronic and critical care. So while you're here, it can take care of you. So it, it relieves a lot of the stress off of your family and the people you love. Well, that is that big piece. You just got to know what you have. And so when they ask you for all that stuff, there's a reason. There's always a reason. <laughs> you cannot help somebody if they never provide you that documentation can, can you in the first place. tell that this is place. a sore spot so, for Leanne? <laughs> no, it's, it's not a sore spot. It's that I, you have professionals it's involved. It's a sore spot in, because you've seen what I've happens. Se- I've seen you, that you, bad seen, side of that. You, yep. You've seen yeah. the other side of the coin. So, Well, if you have questions or concerns or you have this big hole that exists in your five worlds where that legacy part has not been handled, please give us a call. We can help you. We want to be the ones to help guide you and protect you in your financial future and make your plan stronger and healthier so that you can retire. Or if you're already in retirement, you have that peace of mind. Yeah, we, so, we are here to guide and protect and lead you through, uh, you know, the uh, uncharted territories. That's right. So you can reach us by calling us at 614-526-4118. You can also go online, schedule an appointment with ed at egsifinancial.com. Or you can send us an email at info at egsifinancial.com. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, Leanne. tested your fitness level, not your workout routine. I'm talking about your financial endurance, because if saving to a 401k is the extent of your effort, it is time for you to start shaping up. And Ed Sedell is here to help you do that with the retirement trainer. It's his podcast to help you examine your financial stamina and learn the questions you should be asking and areas to focus on to help you get to that place you've been working so hard for a happy, comfortable retirement. And it's not as hard as some might have made you believe. Ed's broken it down into five simple steps. It's the retirement fitness plan, which he personally created to help clarify key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan at egsifinancial.com. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to the retirement trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. Investment advisory services offered through EGSI Investment Management, DBA EGSI Financial Group, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through EGSI Financial Services, Inc., Ohio license number 1020619. Thank you.